Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope they got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Doncic has his back to Draymond. He's not even looking at him. And they're Poole and Thompson in the baseline. Curry up top. The scissor around Curry. They find Thompson left side. He's open. He shots up. No good. At the horn. The ball game is over. What a beautifully designed play. It's a great look for Clay Thompson. Scissored off Curry. They threw it over the top. And he was wide open. Yeah, beautiful play to close out the night drawn up by Steve Kerr and the Warriors coaching staff executed brilliantly as Tim Roy laid out in the final call there but Clay Thompson the shot just comes up short and uh, that was that kind of night for the Warriors as they end up losing to the Mavs tonight in Dallas 116 to 113 is the final we welcome you inside here Warriors wrap up on 95.7 the game John Dickinson with you we'll open up the phone lines right off the top here at 888-957-9570-888-957-9570 as we react to this one the Warriors find themselves with another road loss as a Golden State now 11 and 11 on the season and unable to sweep this two-game road trip as the Dubs will head back home. First extended couple of days off, really first first opportunity for the Warriors to have more than uh, one day off in between games here uh, for the first time in a couple of weeks, really three weeks. So the Warriors able to get back to the Bay and get a little bit of a breather before the, co- the games are going to come rapid fire again here beginning on Friday when the Warriors are next back in action. So le- let's react to this one. A lot to discuss. A uh, really good ball game, uh, entertaining ball game. And the Warriors ultimately come up short in this one in, in large part uh, due to two things, really. The, the beginning of the game where the Warriors fell down by 17 uh, early in this one and trailed by 12 at the end of the first quarter, 36-24 Mavs at the, at the end of the first quarter. But the Mavs were able to get off to a 15-4 lead. The Warriors were, were not shooting the basketball well. At the beginning of this game, a 2 of 10 overall, 0 of 5 from 3. They had three turnovers in the first six minutes. Got down 25-11 and then 31-14. So a 17-point deficit, also 34-17. The Warriors trailed by as many as 17 at that point. Had a little mini run to close the quarter, but it was really turnovers and fouls along with the poor shooting and offensive rebounding in that first quarter that set a bad tone for the Warriors, and and they found themselves with the starters in the game. It did pick up a little bit toward the end of the quarter with Curry and and the bench group as the Dubs had a, I think it was a 7-2 run to close out the first quarter to to trail by 12 after being down by as many as as 17. But uh, the starters didn't have it tonight collectively, which has been rare for the Warriors on this season. It was kind of opposite night in a sense that you look at the Warriors and the plus-minus, 
department and all of the starters were a minus, got beat by the Mavs starters in both halves and enough down the stretch while the benches were in favor of the Warriors. So uh, Warriors got down, able to flip it in the second quarter, really in thanks to the bench group. No Wiggins at the start of the second quarter with that group, but Anthony Lamb was a part of it, making threes. Warriors had cut from 17 down to three. Steph Curry was back in the game with it a, a four-point game, and the Warriors would find themselves trailing by just one at the half. So great second quarter. Jonathan Kaminga, a huge part of that. Jonathan Kaminga was a spark plug for the Warriors, and, and I think one of the better games tonight that Jonathan Kaminga has, has played in his Warriors career, certainly his best game of this season. I, I think without a doubt, he was a game high plus on on the floor in this one uh, for the Warriors, plus 21. Actually, it looks like Luka ended up as a, as a plus 22 at the very end there. So Luka ends up with a, a game high, but a Warriors team high, plus 21, 14 points, 10 boards for Kaminga. He was bringing the energy. He was defending. He found himself defending Luka Doncic at different points in this game. And really, I think Jonathan Kaminga, one of the big-time bright spots here over the last couple of games, the, the role has started to, to go up a little bit with each game. But tonight, I think, was exactly how you want it to look. And, and in a sense, you know, big picture when you move away from, yeah, tough loss, starters didn't play well enough for the Warriors in, in this one, uh, and, you know, Officials were fixated on calling traveling in the game tonight every which way. I did think the Steph Curry uh, move of the pivot foot on the three where he had a, a clear lane to probably take a two uh, at that point. I did think that was a travel, but there, there's a lot of things we can get fixated on in the micro as to, you know, Clay Thompson wasn't good enough tonight. Jordan Poole wasn't good enough tonight. Andrew Wiggins wasn't good enough tonight. The starters really as a group were not good enough tonight. All of those things we can focus on in the short-term view of, hey, the Warriors lose to the Mavs and it's a bummer and it's a tough loss. But I think in the macro, tonight is one of those games that continues to show that the Warriors are starting to figure things out in the big picture that could lead them down a, a path toward having a whole heck of a lot of success, even though for tonight it winds up being a, a one-game setback. So we'll get into that here over the course of the next hour or so. 888-957-9570. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear from Steph Curry and maybe even Jonathan Kaminga between now and about 8.30 when we call it a night here on Warriors Wrap-Up. But let's, uh, let's get to the phones. The Xfinity mobile text line is open. Uh, 888-957-9570, and that's where Adam in San Jose gets us started tonight here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Adam? What's up, man? First of all, Jordan Poole. He keeps getting calls for these palming violations. He's playing uh, like he's on a slip and slide, um, constantly falling, turning the ball over because he's trying to do too much. Slow down and make a good decision. Uh, like, um, And then... Uh, next, Clay uh, uh, Thompson, the most inconsistent player in the entire NBA, I would I would say, uh, and and I 100% believe in that. He has two good games, and then he goes on thinking that oh I'm back, I'm back, makes it uh, a big deal, and then has nights like tonight, five points. He's the most useless player. They they got to do something with him while he still has a little bit of value. Um, because uh, I would I would honestly make a midseason trade trade them before the deadline, and then Jordan right, thanks Poole, for the call. Uh, yep, yeah. appreciate it. Thanks for the call. We'll move on here. We're not gonna. I, I mean, you're not gonna call Clay Thompson a useless player uh, when he's won four NBA championships and played excellent basketball really for the last five games I'll, I'll quibble with you there a little bit Adam it's actually been five games that he's played in where he's been really good and look tonight Clay Thompson didn't have it but I'm even going to give Clay Thompson credit on a night where he doesn't have it tonight and you know why I'm going to give Clay Thompson credit on a night where he doesn't have it and look he has to play better he has to make shots if he had the game that he's had these last week and a half the Warriors probably win and win going away but I'm going to give Clay Thompson credit because he wasn't hitting tonight, and he didn't shoot it as much tonight because he wasn't hitting. So he ended up 2 of 9, got a great look at the finish there, but 
we've seen so many nights where if he gets off to a poor start, as he did in this one, he seemingly is chasing it for the entire night, and that's taken the team out of having any chance to come back or play better in the game as it goes on. So I'm actually even going to give Clay Thompson a little bit of a nod, even though this was pretty clearly the worst game in the last six that he's had uh, since he started playing better. And, and and we can knock it off with the he's back and this and that. No, nobody, look, he's looked closer to being back these last few games, but, but when Clay Thompson is back, it's going to be when Clay Thompson plays over the course of, of a, an extended period, we can look at his whole season and say, Clay Thompson's had more good games than bad games. You, you can't 20 games into a season say that you've had, let's say, nine bad games and five really good games, and you're back. You, you aren't back until you've at least had more good games than you've had bad games. So I think you know we're all salivating over, and I, I don't even fault Clay Thompson this. I don't think Clay Thompson's announced in any kind of press conference that, that he thinks he's back or anything like that. I think he's just trying to continue to string games together, and, and I've been as hard on Clay Thompson as probably anybody has been uh, in the Bay Area for, for his play and the, and the shot selection. So uh, I, I give Clay credit tonight because he, he was two for nine, and he didn't let the, the two for eight or the you know, one for seven or whatever, he didn't let that turn into a three for 15. And if he had, we wouldn't have been talking about him having an opportunity in the final couple of seconds there on a great play and a wide open look to knock it down. Now, left that one short. Clay's left a lot of shots short. That's the kind of thing that you do look at when somebody is a little bit more fatigued at the end of a game than maybe they had been in, in previous times in their career or maybe they're not quite getting the lift on their shot that they did it's just subtle could be even a millimeter here or there and that's the difference between a a make and a miss and in this case uh, a tie and going to overtime and maybe the the Warriors and the Mavs still playing and the Dubs finding themselves taking a loss tonight as far as Jordan Poole goes yeah he's he's got to relax I mean there's there's no doubt Uh, and uh, you know the shots are not falling Steve Kerr has praised his game of late, even though the shots have not consistently been falling, but he does need to not turn the basketball over at the rate that he has been. I think your shots, it's kind of a make-or-miss league, but you look at the Warriors with 18 turnovers tonight, that's a big tell in this one. He had five of the 18 uh, in the game, and you know Draymond and, and Curry are going to be up there in terms of turnovers. But yeah, Poole's got to just continue to – he feels like the last step for me – in what has become a bench that really has been fixed over the course of, of the last couple of weeks with Draymond joining that crew and, and everything else. So Poole is the last player that they need to unlock in the context of, of that whole group playing together, whether it's with Lamb tonight or Wiggins. DiVincenzo's really brought, I think, some positive intangibles to the table. And Draymond Green has helped hold the whole thing down to where both halves tonight, when Luca and Steph were off the floor both halves tonight, the Warriors had an advantage that, that gave them a shot to win the game, even though the starters were not great. 888-957-9570. Let's get to Robin in San Francisco next year on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Robin, what's going on tonight? Hey, J.D. So, I, you know, I don't really feel, you know, bad about this loss. There's a lot of – there's no moral victory or whatever, but I kind of look at things in perspective. And, you know, I'm tired of people riding Jordan Poole because I think I've had enough conversations with you that you should know where I feel about Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole has gotten paid for the reward. The reward is in your work in anything in life. He was rewarded for his work. Now he needs to go to the next level. I feel that he needs to be like the Draymond, but he has time to get there. There are a lot of things that he did do good tonight, right? He did, you know, assist. I've never seen him dunk before. So there are a lot of good things we can take from that. Kaminga played a really good game. You know, they, even though they didn't start out good, there were a lot of flaws. I don't have time to go over them. They did compete. They did show that they could come back and compete. And that last guy, I'm glad you cut him off because you never liked that. He was a jerk. Peace out. I love you, J.D. No, I appreciate it, Robin. Yeah, look, I don't feel that bad about this loss either, evaluating it from the, from the Warriors' point of view. I, I think this is the, you know, all right, the starters didn't have it. Well, the starters have had it in just about every game collectively this year. Now, there's been some, some selective defense in, in some of these games where they haven't necessarily brought it 
early on in the season, that 0-5 trip, I think, is the one that, that really comes to mind more than anything. But I, I think when you look at it, uh, oh, you know, top to bottom, it, this is a rare night where the starters collectively didn't have it. The bench, in some ways, bailed them out, allowed them to come back in the game, gave them opportunity to, to win it down the stretch, and, and ultimately they didn't hit enough shots. They had a couple calls go against them, and – they were bitten by the fact that they got down 17. You know, you only get down maybe 10 or 12, and you're a couple of buckets ahead in, in the closing minutes. You know, the Warriors did also build, a, what, a four-point lead in the comeback. There was that that frantic stretch there where the Warriors uh, had, had built the lead up, and it, it really, you thought, oh, okay, this is a, a – a, situation where they had the, the turnover and the, the deflection. DiVincenzo was able to, to, to turn the ball over. Poole looked like he passed to himself and and was able to score. And the Warriors had the ball up 100 to 96 uh, at that point. And so the Warriors you know had a shot right there to maybe seize control of the game. They couldn't. And then uh, Hardaway got a two. Luka came back in the game and hit a three at that point. But the Warriors up four at 196 and you're thinking okay largest lead of the night and the Warriors had a had a shot there with the basketball uh, at that point about 929 to go they had the ball Tim Hardaway Jr. came in missed a three and then there was one of the Jordan Poole turnovers that that were that were critical there and then DiVincenzo had a turnover uh, as well so that was a key juncture, I, I thought, in the game when the Warriors had come all the way back and had, at that point, their, their largest lead of the night. Uh, and that's where the turnovers can can kind of bite you a, a little bit. There's there's no doubt about it. But, yeah, Poole got paid. He, he got paid what he got paid, but he got paid to keep working and to keep trying to get better. And I think that's where, you know, he does, and, and I keep saying it, feel like, all right, Draymond's in that group now with the second unit. DiVincenzo's back. Kaminga's finding his own as a part of that group. Lamb's been in there tonight. At other times, it's been Andrew Wiggins who's been in with that group. But but Jordan Poole is the constant, and Jordan Poole's the guy that has to find his game a little bit more consistently, a little bit more efficiently, and, and with fewer turnovers if the Warriors are, are going to be able to, to continue to ride this thing forward. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. John Dickinson here. Warriors wrap up a 95-7. The game as the Mavs beat the Dubs tonight, 116-113. to Let's go out to Bob in Marin next year tonight. What's going on, Bob? Hey, J.D. Uh, thank you for taking the call. I think for um, for the Warriors fans, I think this was a good night. Uh, the way Jonathan Kaminga came out and played tonight and for him to be able to take on uh, Luka Doncic's uh, from the get-go, in the the last minutes of the game, I think I mean there's there's a lot of things we can talk about what, what could have been done. I think um, you know this more than anybody else because you follow the team and basketball is about you know seeing what the coaching staff's doing on the other side of the line and you know just playing with the matchups. And I think tonight the Mavs did a pretty good job of containing Steph Curry, not letting him go to the basket. Uh, you know, next time he'll make the shots. Next time he'll probably go around the big that he was trying to shoot the three uh, from the outside and got called for travel. But um, I would say that tonight it took a huge stride as far as what the second team's going to look like. The people that call in called Clay Thompson useless, or I think that uh, <laughs> Steve Kerr doesn't know how to coach. They need to think again. I mean, but this is just the beginning of the season. It's the quarter of the season to pass, and Warriors are 500. Uh, in a seven-game series, no one wants to play these guys. Thanks, man. Yeah, no doubt. And and you start looking around at, at the, the Western Conference as a whole and, and the fact that, that the Warriors are right there in the mix. I mean, there's really nobody. You know, They, they could have been buried even at 3-7 and seven to the point where, where they, they wind up being in trouble. And I, I look at it every night on, on Warriors wrap-up. And the Warriors, with the loss tonight, end up now at 11-11, and 11, which dips them down to ninth. But you look just within the last, and Portland's playing right now at home against the Clippers in, in the second half of the, the TNT doubleheader where the, the Warriors were the first part. The Warriors are 11-11, and Dallas is 10-10, and and Minnesota's 10-11. and The Warriors officially ninth right now. Utah has fallen off after a, a hot start. They were 12-6. and They've lost five in a row. 
So the Jazz and the Warriors effectively tied. Utah's a, game, a half game up. Sacramento was having a little bit of a Cinderella beginning to their year. They were 10-6. and six. Now they've lost three in a row. They are 10-9. and nine. The Warriors are right there. Portland had a little bit of a, a surprising positive start to the, the season. They're 4-6 and six in their last 10 after being uh, four or five games over 500 at the beginning. They're 11-9, and nine, and, and they're they're sixth. I mean, hell, the Clippers are 12-9, are and nine, and they've been playing with and without Kawhi and Paul George and, and all of that, and they're 12-9. and nine. They're fifth. So you just start looking at, you know, the Suns are the top spot, and the Warriors are four games back of the top spot right now, but they are two games back of the four seed. <laughs> so they're 11-11. and 11. The starters have been great top to bottom throughout the, the course of this season and now the bench is coming along they, they clearly are figuring out how they want to play and, and who has to play and what roles and once you establish a foundation and that's the thing for the Warriors they, they've established the foundation for all right you we all know who the starters were going to be we know Jordan Poole's going to be the sixth man we know DiVincenzo is going to be out there with Poole like that's seven players where you know they're going to play you know now Jamichael Green's going to play in the rotation every night. He's going to be a backup center. He's going to get his minutes, and and he knows when he's going to get them. Kaminga has been added to that mix now, and that has been a tremendous positive as he's continued to, to grow. And, you know, Draymond helping that group over the course of the, of the last week and a half. Now you can start to tinker with it a little bit. Now, now you know what you know, your baseline of hey, everybody's healthy. This is how we want to play. Now you can match up on a night in, night out basis. A few more minutes for this guy, a few fewer minutes for that guy. Maybe you start to oh, hey, Moses Moody's coming in for for somebody here to just give him a little bit of run to get a taste to to be able to to get back in the mix. Like once you get that foundation down, though, where you're playing consistent basketball and you're winning at the level that the Warriors have been winning at here in five of the last seven and really five of the last six then you can start to add and subtract and, and build a little bit of nuance and, and give some other players some opportunity so I, I think the Warriors have to and really for me tonight is the kind of game that that gives you optimism even in a loss that the Warriors are continuing to to figure things out 888-957-9570 888-957-9570. John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7. The game is the Warriors fall in Big D. Dallas beats the Warriors 116-113. Too much to overcome as far as the 17-point first quarter deficit for the Warriors in this one. Too much Luka Doncic as well down the stretch, whether it was finding teammates for buckets or whether it was scoring the basketball on his own. What an unreal night for Luka Doncic. 41 points to go with 12 assists, to go with 12 rebounds. That is a monster, monster performance. He also had four steals. There were times tonight where he was really anticipating what the Warriors were trying to do defensively and, and trying to get in the passing lanes and, and really impact the game defensively and trying to force some turnovers there and, and had some success in different points of the game doing that. So uh, you add all that up and it was really a, a legendary type performance from a, a player that continues to grow uh, into uh, a, a mega superstar that he already has been uh, in the league. Steph Curry, nice night for him. 32 points, 11 to 24. The three-point shot, though, 5 of 14 for Steph. He had some turnovers. Uh, the big one, the travel that was called there uh, down the stretch in a moment where the Warriors Curry probably could have taken the two. I think he addressed that in his postgame press conference, which uh, we'll run for you here coming up between now and 8.30. All right, we'll pause here. 888-957-9570. Still time to sneak in some more phone calls. Uh, how you feeling about this Warriors team in the micro tonight's game and why they didn't get it done versus the macro a lot of bright spots, I think, that can be carried forward here and the Warriors with the next three uh, and four of the next five now back on the Chase Center hardwood as the Dubs have been uh, an excellent team, 9-1 and one on the home floor. So another opportunity back at 500 to get on a run and start to separate from 500. We'll talk about it all coming up next here. John Dickinson, 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Curry, crowded by Doncic, drives by him. No look to the corner. Kaminga takes a dribble, takes the three, and hit it! The rookie hit it from the right corner. It's a one-point game. 108-107 Dallas. That's the biggest shot of his career. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 The Game. Yeah, huge corner three from Jonathan Kaminga. That came with 2.52 to go. As Tim Roy mentioned there, 108-107 Dallas at that point with the lead. And that really gave the Warriors uh, an opportunity to hang in and, and win this game. Steph Curry then hit a three uh, after Luka Doncic had missed a three. So the Warriors had the lead at 110 to 108 following that, that Kaminga three. But then Tim Hardaway with the three to answer with 149 to go. And that was the, the final time that the Warriors would be ahead right up until that shot. So they went ahead by two with the Curry shot, which followed the Kaminga shot. And then Tim Hardaway Jr. with a massive three that gave the Mavs the lead. And the Mavs would not relinquish the lead for the remainder of the final uh, 149 in this one. 888-957-9570. Mavs won 16. Warriors won 13. As the Warriors drop their record to 11-11, and they split the two-game roadie with the win at Minnesota and the loss tonight against the Mavs. Back at home on Friday night as the Chicago Bulls will be in town to take on the Warriors in that one. Uh, just some thoughts on the game before we get to, to Steve Kerr. Uh, I said it right out of the shoot. I thought tonight's the kind of game that, that does give you some optimism, even in a loss. The starters, not good enough in this one. Poor shooting early, too many fouls early, too many turnovers and offensive rebounds early. The Warriors found themselves down 17, but this was a game where the roles were reversed between the, the starting group and the bench. Bench played great, really lifted the Warriors back into the game. They've, they've been stabilized with the addition of Draymond Green, but really in both stints tonight, uh, they lifted the Warriors. Uh, plus uh, six in the first half, they were a plus in the second half as well uh, as the Warriors at the beginning of the fourth quarter were, were able to build that lead that we uh, alluded to earlier when they were up by four at 100 to 96 and even had the basketball with a chance to, to go up by more. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga, the biggest bright spot of the night uh, as he ends up with the 14 points and 10 boards. Uh, Kaminga, a, a force, had a couple of block shots in this game as well, had some defense against Luka Doncic, the big three that he hit down the stretch there to pull the Warriors within one. And, uh, yeah, Jonathan Kaminga starting to find it, starting to figure it out, and people are starting to worry less and less about his minutes because the minutes are going up and the minutes are going up because he's playing 
at an extremely high level uh, right when the Warriors have, have needed him to play at an extremely high level. And I think, you know, tonight it's it's Steve Kerr again figuring out how to finish the game with him. You know, so it's we've seen this thing inch up from, hey, he's getting a four-minute shift to a couple of four-minute shifts to – uh, an eight-minute shift, you know, eight minutes has turned into 12, 12's turned into 15 or 16, which turned into 20, and now tonight it's just a tick under 26 minutes in this one for Kaminga, and he was effectively part of the, the closing group, it looked like, when he came in for Kavon Looney down the stretch in this one. Jordan Poole ended up in for uh, Kaminga as the Warriors went to true small ball to try and, and win this thing with the offense uh, over those final couple of possessions where they were looking to, to hit a three. So 888-957-9570. Before we hear from Steve Kerr, let's sneak in a couple of text messages, the 510, and I, I echo this. Uh, Kaminga played better than anybody tonight. I, I agree with that. Uh, 702, appreciate the, the text message from the Vegas area code. Do you think Clay will make the all-star team this year? No. I do not think Clay Thompson will make the all-star team this year. Again, you gotta play more you gotta play more good games than bad games. And and I get it. I mean Clay's been great uh, up until tonight in the last five. But if you're just looking at and I think Clay Thompson's missed three games this year. So let's say let's say he's played in eighteen or nineteen games off off the top of my head. He's had he's had maybe six or seven good ones. He's had maybe 10 rough ones, at least offensively rough ones. Uh, those are going to have to go more dramatically in the other direction. He'd have to put together a stretch over the last, let's say, five or six games where over the next, let's say, two months, he plays at the level that he's played over the next uh, or the, over the last five or six games. So I, I would say it's more likely he doesn't. Plus, there's a ton of guards in the, in the Western Conference that are going to be taking spots. And guards are guards in the West. It's not two guards. Uh, it's point, you know, there's going to be a bunch of point guards that are going to be doing their thing on the, on the All-Star team. 707, uh, Kaminga starting to get it. A- absolutely. Uh, and then a uh, different person from the 707 on the Xfinity mobile text line. Do you see all the starters or just Clay sitting out on Saturday? Uh, I think it would just be Clay on, on Saturday in the second of the back-to-back as the Warriors would take on the Rockets, I believe, on Saturday. And so, yeah, that's been the trend. It, it really has been five and seven, six and nine nights where the Warriors, and it happened a couple of times both in New Orleans where the Warriors have done that. Uh, in in resting all of the starters. And the Warriors do typically do it on the road. So having a couple of off days and then playing the two games consecutively, I I think – uh, it would just be Clay Thompson that wouldn't play in the in the second game of of that home back to back. The six five zero Warriors deserved to lose. Dallas deserved to win. Look at the turnovers. Turnovers definitely a, a part of that equation. And you look at the numbers combined from Gordon Poole and Clay Thompson. That plays a big role in why the Warriors don't win. Uh, this game tonight, a combined 5-4-18 for, for those two. Yeah, and, and even Andrew Wiggins tonight, uh, a 10-point game, one of six from three. The Andrew Wiggins three-point shot really is a, a a tell for the Warriors. When Wiggins shoots a high percentage, he makes three or four threes at a high percentage. The Warriors, it feels like they almost never lose. And tonight... Uh, Wiggins was one for six and, and four for 11 overall. All right, let's uh, hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, following this one at American Airlines Center in Dallas as he addressed the dubs coming up just a little bit short. Here's the head coach. What did you see down, down the stretch of that game? I mean, there's a lot of offensive firepower from both ends, but what did you see? Well, they made some big shots. Hardaway's shot was uh, was the key, I thought, down the stretch. You know, uh, we, we have to expect that teams are going to make shots against us. It's just, you know, we're, we're going to be circled on every team's calendar and, um, you know, the defending champs and people want to take us out. So, you know, Dallas has not shot well the last four or five games um, from three, especially. And we got exactly what we expected. They made 15 threes and uh, Luca is Luca. He's, you know, just a tremendous shot creator, shot maker. And uh, we just couldn't get the ball to to go down uh, tonight, but love the effort. I told the guys we're in a really good spot. Um, we have kind of rounded into form. Our bench has an identity. It very easily could have could have won that game, but, um, you know, ball's got to go in the hoop and some nights it doesn't. So we uh, move past this one and get ready for the next one. Can you get us a double 
had a double double his first season. He's strong together now. Three really new games. Thought about. Uh, best game I've ever seen JK play uh, because everything he did contributed towards, uh, you know, making an impact on winning. His defense on Luca was was fantastic. He was disciplined. He stayed down. He challenged shots. He, I think he had a couple blocks. Um, you know, he um, stayed patient offensively. He just took the, the shots that were there. He knocked down a big three. JK has been fantastic. He's really coming into his own and that's very exciting. The shooting struggles, especially early that, just more to do with it just being an off night or something that you saw there. No, just an off night. Yeah. I mean, you could see right away we fell down, I think, 23 to 6, and we had a, plenty of good looks. And um, it's just part of the, the season. This is, you know, this happens and no big deal. We said that the bench has a beginning now. How would you kind of best describe that unit right now? We're pretty good defensively. Dante's doing a fantastic job uh, bringing energy and pressuring the ball. Uh, you know, we're running a lot of stuff through Draymond. Uh, Draymond's anchoring our defense. You got JK and Lamb both playing really well. You know, Wiggs comes in with that group often. He didn't play as much with that group tonight because Lamb and JK were both playing so well. And then Jordan, you know, Jordan is such a big threat uh, to score. So um, they found a they found a good groove and uh, I think we're only going to get better from here. That, that travel call on Steph was a pretty decisive moment in down the stretch of the games what, what are your thoughts on that calls are calls so some go your way some don't and um, I guess the NBA is making an emphasis on plays like that and um, I don't know if it was a travel or not um, I haven't seen it but it's going to be really interesting to see like if we're going to call that now we got to we got to call it all the time because it happens uh, 30 times a game guys change pivot feet and uh, so I'm really happy that the the officials are going to emphasize it but you got to be consistent with it Second question, I mean, Clay had a great look there at, at the final form and that just pretty much a good of an execution of yeah, guys executed the play really well, and, and Clay got a good look and um, just, you know, left it a little bit short. But, you know, Clay never hesitates, and he always wants the big shot. And, uh, you know, things didn't go great for him tonight, but he kept competing. And uh, I, I felt that way about all of our guys. You know, nothing really kind of fell our way and Dallas was pretty desperate. I think they had lost four in a row and, and they played really well and, and we, we still had a chance. So proud of the guys, um, but we just couldn't quite get there. What did you think of your, of your starting unit? I mean, so far this season, right? Their plus minus has just been incredibly high. And tonight they were all negative. Most of all, your bench flip-flop. What did you think that? Well, after, uh, 21 games of setting all kinds of records for uh, being so high with their plus minus. I guess they were due for a game where, you know, things didn't go their way. So I don't even think about it. We just move on. After the last game, you had your arm around JK after the game, had a talk with him, has a great game this game. What's it like being seeing him kind of just grow up this quickly at such a young age? It's exciting because um, it's not easy. It's not easy for him, you know, to be thrown into um, a high pressure environment and to have to be counted on to win. A lot of guys, a lot of his uh, you know, colleagues, guys who were drafted near him are being, you know, given 30 minutes every night and, and there's not nearly as much pressure. Uh, to win because they're not on uh, championship teams. So he's handled everything really well. I think uh, the way he's playing is a direct reflection of his attitude and his approach uh, these last few weeks. You know, he's really understanding um, the value of, of really embracing the mentoring that his teammates are giving him. And, and he's understanding that uh, we are just you know, coaching him just to get him uh, to be the best player he can be. And he's, he's, on, a, he's on a good track. So it's uh, nice to see. Wow, some strong comments from Steve Kerr with respect to Jonathan Kaminga. Said it was the best game he's ever played with his play impacting winning. And again, I, I've said it earlier, and I'll, I'll just reiterate. I mean, this this is the way, and, and it's been a slow build for Kaminga, and there were you know stops and starts as far as you know him getting opportunities and, and not doing the things or playing with the energy that, that the Warriors coaching staff wanted him to play with, but but tonight it was all there. And what you're starting to see is if he if he brings the defense and he brings the athleticism and he brings the rebounding and he brings the hustle, he's going to get opportunities in the context of the offense to get easy buckets. That can lead to getting to the free throw line, although the one downside for Kaminga I thought tonight was, was the one of four at the free throw line. The Warriors could have used that. I think he was 17 to 20 coming in. Uh, to the to the season from the from the free throw line, I think they said that on the TNT broadcast. Uh, but one of four in the ball game tonight, so he had been hitting them 
uh, early on in the year and then not in the ball game tonight. But but if he if Kaminga's going to play like that, then Kaminga is going to be somebody that can be trusted in a playoff rotation. And if he can work his way to that point, then this Warriors team has another you know, just another guy that can help in, in, in the biggest moments. And this team can also, leading up to that, win a hell of a lot of regular season games with, with him playing uh, at that level. Uh, I, I agree with Coach Kerr. Uh, the Hardaway shot, critical. Mavs made shots. Luka was terrific. Warriors didn't make enough open looks at, at different points uh, in this ball game. And you look at the three-point shooting tonight, Warriors out hit from three. Uh, 15 of 44 for Dallas, 11 of 43 for the Dubs, so 25% from three. And you just look at, at really Poole, Clay Thompson, and Andrew Wiggins just just crushing. One of six, one of six, one of six. So three of 18 from three for Wiggins, Thompson, and Poole in a game that the Warriors lose by three and the Mavs hit uh, 15 of 44. And, and Tim Hardaway Jr., he was in a bad way shooting the basketball from three. He hits five of 11 himself in this one to go for 22. We've seen Tim Hardaway Jr. have some big games against the, the Warriors in the past. But uh, all in all, uh, I think the Warriors have to be happy. Again, when you take the, the bigger picture approach with, with where things stand right now, uh, they're, they're starting to figure out how they need to operate and function on a night-in, night-out basis. And uh, Jordan Poole's the final step, I think, as far as that bench group, getting him comfortable, getting him into one of these hot streaks with that group and, and the others that are starting to, to come into their own. And I think that's where the, the bench group can can take on even another level uh, than, than they've had to this point. Although tonight, uh, they were the key to keeping the Warriors uh, even in this game. All right, 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear from Stephen Curry uh, after the ball game, did he think he traveled? Did he not? What happened on that play? Well, Steph's going to address all of it. Uh, so here is number 30 from Big D. Bang, bang situation. Uh, dumb play by me to not take the layup. I got a little confused on what the time on the score was, honestly. Went for the hero shot. I didn't think it was a travel to the point where you don't let the play run out. But who am I to say? Tonight it was a bad, I traveled earlier on the same play. I think he thought I did the same exact thing, but I didn't, but you're not going to get too wrapped up in those. Luca had one tonight. I think they got a couple on JP, which I haven't seen them, but all in, like, you're not really worried about the big picture of it, just in terms of just let the flow of the game happen. And hopefully, like you said, there is just consistency. And for us as players, we just got to go out and do our job. Steve was saying, he can look back at standing. You guys were right there. And he was very pleased with that. And just how, how did you assess the entire game and the, uh, the play down, down the stretch? I'm super proud of JP, Dante, JK, you know, Jermichael. They all gave us an opportunity to even have something to play for, you know, late in that second quarter and the rest of the game. When our starters play like we did the first six minutes and, you know, they build a lead, our patterns have been we haven't – we hadn't had any chance to come back and we, you know, lose those games by double digits. And it's kind of a snooze fest the whole time. But our, our guys came in and, you know, played amazing on both ends of the floor, put it all together, gave us – life to the point where we're down one going into halftime and a couple threes go down and get a couple more stops like it's a different tone and it's because of them on the bench so I know there's been a lot of talk about their performance and the scrutiny and all that if they play like they did tonight we'll, we'll be a hell of a team asked you about him yesterday after practice but I mean another great performance and kind of again his, his growth especially in these past three games how important and impactful it been for really the reason he played 26 minutes on the last time he's done that in a meaningful game where, you know, he's in the rotation, he's relied on, he's trusted to go do his job. And I think everything he did was in the spirit of trying to make winning plays. And it was it was amazing to see he's guarding physical, smart, weak side blocks, rebounds, 
making an open pass, he had a big three down the stretch. Like all that stuff is is huge. So for his confidence, I hope he's proud of the way he played and understands there's a reason he played 26 minutes because coach loved what he saw. Sure, he had a crazy highlight reel, like a high school game or something. No, I'm just messing with you. No, definitely. Uh, you know, again, do what you're asked to do. Play with confidence. Use your guy-given abilities, and that's what he did tonight. What makes him such a tough player to, to go up against? I mean, his, his size and his ball handling skills keep you on the edge the whole game just because that plus, you know, being a three-level scorer, you have to kind of worry about everything. You don't want him to get a step-back threes going, so you got to press up on him, but he's shifty and got a great handle, so he can use his leverage to get by you. And then, obviously, his core vision is unreal, so... You know, he's kind of the offensive, you know, package of being just a playmaker and a scorer. And when he's knocking down shots like he did tonight, it's tough. Kind of want to take something away from him, but he kept making play after play. He even made a couple of defensive players on the other side, a couple, you know, steals and a strip on me. But um, he's he's been playing at an extremely high level, and uh, he's been getting better every year. Yeah, Luka Doncic has been unbelievable, and the Mavs really did need a win in this one uh, tonight as Dallas had come in uh, dropping, what was it, four consecutive games to dip below the 500 mark. So they get back to the 500 mark. The Warriors dip back to the 500 mark at 11-11, and and you heard it straight from the MVP's mouth. Uh, Steph Curry saying he did not think he traveled uh, on that play. Said the ref thought that he made a move, uh, the same move earlier in the game, but also admitting that he got a little caught up with the, the time and score uh, in that particular instance and, and not uh, and just not fully realizing at, at that point that he needed to, to just take the two uh, as the Warriors – uh, were down by two in that moment where, where Curry gets called for the travel. He had the two. If he takes the two, we're, we're looking at a, at a tie game. And if the Warriors can get a stop there in the, in the closing seconds, maybe overtime that way uh, as opposed to Dorian Finney-Smith going to the free throw line where he split a pair and then found the Warriors uh, up or down by three and then having to, to go for the three to tie. Great look from Clay Thompson, but the Warriors uh, ultimately – uh, come up short on that one and come up short in this one as the Mavs get the victory. John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Final couple of minutes as the Warriors fall in this one, 116-113. to 113. A, lot of tra- a lot of the travels, like it, it feels like this is a short-timer type of a thing as far as the emphasis on traveling, the emphasis on palming. It's something that's been a much more... You know, part big big part of of NBA games. It feels like recently, just within the last couple of weeks, I know that the palming violations took a toll. Now it really seems like the league is trying to focus on the shuffling of of the pivot foot and that on on a three. I know there was a play very similar to the play uh, that Steph Curry was called for a travel. Tyler Hero against Sacramento in the first week and a half or two of the season. He basically made the Curry move in a tie game, drilled the three, and clearly had traveled, and they didn't call it, and the Heat went on to win the game. There's basically a no time left on the clock at that point, uh, or minimal time, less than a second on the clock at that point in which he hit that shot, and the Heat wound up winning. I think that's led to, over the last few weeks, the emphasis on – the moving of the pivot foot and the like when, when players are going up for that, for that three point shot and and shuffling around. But uh, yeah, I think, I think come the all-star break palming and and some of those traveling calls are not necessarily going to be called at the level that they have been. And and look, maybe the players adjust and, and maybe, maybe it stops becoming a factor on, on that front as well. I think we've seen the take foul, you know, they called a bunch of those take fouls early on in the year and you know, different different category, not apples to, to oranges, but a lot of the take fouls that were getting called early in the year, teams have been able to 
to make the adjustment, uh, I think, for the most part. So all in all, Warriors come up short, uh, but back in action on the home floor on Friday night and uh, things still trending, I think, in the positive direction with the Dubs winning five of the last seven here over the course of the last week and a half. All right, that'll do it. Uh, We'll call it a night. want to thank Sterling Bennett and everybody in our San Francisco studios for cutting the highlights and the postgame sound. Great job by everyone. Uh, I'll be back on Friday from Chase Center. Warriors Live begins at 6 o'clock. It's the Warriors and the Chicago Bulls as the Dubs will have the next couple of days off. Also, uh, keep a lookout on social media, 95.7 The Game. We'll have a a Warriors weekly podcast, myself and Matt Steinmetz, uh, looking to drop right around noon tomorrow. So uh, look for that. Uh, Steiny will join me, and we'll dissect everything that's been going right for the Warriors over the course of these last couple of weeks. So, yeah, look for that tomorrow here uh, for 95.7 The Game. That'll do it. Fox Sports Radio is coming your way next. Mavs 116, Warriors 113, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 